Good morning. Welcome to our assembly. There are two passages in the New Testament I want to call to your attention. One in the book of Colossians and the other in the book of James. So you can be finding Colossians chapter 2 and James chapter 1. We encourage you not only to visit our website, but to share the teaching located there with your friends. Sharing the gospel is our duty. We should want to be involved in that. And our website is one way to start conversations with your friends. You may decide that this sermon is the kind of sermon you might want your friends to hear. Colossians 2, 20 through 23. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Let's pause there and then we'll refer to the passage in James. There were Christians in the region of Colossae who were being exposed to ideas systems of philosophy and teaching contrary to the teaching of Christ. And Paul is warning about that danger. He's putting them on alert, and in this passage, you will notice that phrase, self-made religion. We live in a time when do-it-yourself concepts are trending. Projects are items that you don't have to acquire from an outside source. You make it, you customize it based on your skills, your desires, and your needs. Sometimes the word is improvise, and that's good if you're talking about tools and equipment and household items or gadgets. Not, however, if you're talking about your relationship with God. If I create my own religion, it is self-made. And you know what that means? It means it's about me. Made by me. Subject to changes that I make as I go along. But if religion is about God and my response to God through Jesus Christ, that just won't work. I can't just make it up. It may appear to be wise in your eyes or in the eyes of others, but Paul says this appearance of wisdom that promotes self-made religion is of no value. James chapter 1, 26 and 27 if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, 
This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, <clears throat> to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Now, looking at these two passages, it doesn't really take a preacher for anyone to see the contrast, the difference that's brought up in Colossians 2 compared to James 1. In Colossians 2, that form of religion may have an appearance of wisdom, but it's self-made. And therefore, Paul says it's without value. And Paul is issuing a warning about that. In James 1, however, there is that phrase, pure and undefiled religion. So my question for you is, which do you want to be a part of? Do you want to make up your religion to suit yourself, self-made religion? Or do you want to embrace pure and undefiled religion? At this point, I want us to know that there are an estimated 10,000 religions in the world. And the number keeps increasing. Do you think all of those are right? Do you think all of those take you to God and the hope that he provides? I would offer that after that number was entered in Wikipedia, it is likely needing to be adjusted up almost every day. The estimate may fall way short since it is still happening that people in some cases just make up their own religion. It may include some of the Bible. It may include a claim <coughs> concerning Jesus Christ. But when human wisdom is put in the mix, when the feelings and traditions of men are bound up in a system of religion, when scripture is claimed but not followed, it is man-made. It is do-it-yourself religion, self-made, not, in James 2, pure and undefiled religion. So, we can boil all this down. There are two kinds of religion. Man-made or God-made? Which do you want to be a part of? The self-made religion referred to in Colossians 2 or the pure and undefiled religion in James 1. Which do you want? I would hope our answer would be undisputed and unqualified. We want pure and undefiled religion before God. And you know where you find it? You find it in this book. Now let's work with that. And I've got four observations. Self-made religion is subject to revision. If you make it up, you'll change your mind about it all the time. I think what we need and what we should want is what the New Testament provides. And according to Jude verse 3, it is the faith once for all delivered to the saints. I just love that truth. 
I have something I can live by knowing that it survives all the changes that I may observe in my life on earth. It remains. I can open the same book my grandparents opened and generations before them. I have the gospel delivered by the apostles of Christ. As a church, we have the teachings and pattern laid out by the apostles for our work and worship today. I don't have to think about someday before I die, another testament will drop from the sky and I'll have to revise everything. What I have remains. Man-made religion, on the other hand, is subject to constant revision. Edited creed books. Conventions to vote on changes and leadership. Let me ask you, have you ever heard of a National Church of Christ convention to revise all the rules? If you hear of such a thing, you can tell me about it, but I'm not going because I'm satisfied right here. And we are an autonomous local church. There is no earthly headquarters where officials get together once a year and revise the rules and send to us the updates. The faith was once for all delivered to the saints and we have it. Society and even government may decide that men can be women and women can be men. We continue to teach what God has said. Even local churches that have on their sign what we have on this sign may follow the culture and may adapt to the times. Here, we're going to continue with pure and undefiled religion. Self-made, man-made religion is subject to constant change and revision and voting. Not so when you embrace pure and undefiled religion. Self-made religion leans toward man, not God, and then leaves God. Our website has been a fixture on the internet for a very long time. We were very early in the purchase of our domain and getting our website up. And there are ways people can contact us through the website and you will notice that my phone number and email address is on the website and that brings in a lot of calls and emails you might not imagine. Occasionally inquiries come in that hold very good purpose and prospect we had a baptism a couple of years ago from a contact on the website that led to a series of Bible studies and then a baptism. Sometimes questions come in about our services and what we do and what time we meet. That's all good. But we get a lot of religious marketing. And sometimes very strange requests that have nothing to do with what the Bible says that our work is as a local church. 
And often we have to tell people the Lord's assigned work for local churches is set out clearly in the New Testament and it doesn't include what you're wanting us to do. We preach the gospel, we edify the saints, we help needy saints. In these designated areas of work God has assigned, there isn't entertainment and trending social causes and politics and feeding the world or secular education. As an individual, I'm free and you are free to engage in appropriate entertainment, to feed people who are hungry, to participate in social political causes. In the New Testament, the work of the local church is a category to itself and it's limited. In the New Testament, there is no indication that we can just as a church, do anything we decide to do. We are limited to the work God has assigned local churches to do. Modern religion leans away from the strict New Testament pattern and leading, therefore, away from God toward man and what man decides and self-made religion. Number three, self-made religion is of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Paul said in Colossians 2.23, we read a moment ago, self-made religion has no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Suppose a group of men who were held in some esteem for their wisdom and seniority come together and they collect their thoughts and they brainstorm and they hammer out a plan where you can avoid everything that is wrong and destructive. And so they produce a list of rules or a system and they claim it keeps you from everything that is wrong and they sell their system or publish a book or something using all the modern techniques of marketing and advertising, perhaps videos and TED Talks and even TikTok, believing they have a good product that can produce in you exactly the moral guidance you need to keep you away from what's bad and lead you over to what's good. <clears throat> I've got a better idea. The gospel plan. Not only can keep you from wrong, you can be forgiven of the wrong you've already committed when you obey the gospel and as you walk in the light. Paul says that self-made or man-made religion has no value against the indulgence of the flesh. I encountered this story just a couple of days ago about a man in a monastery in Europe many years ago who thought he could write rules sufficient to keep everyone who read them on the right course and away from the indulgence of the flesh. And as the story goes, he spent years writing all the rules to keep people from the indulgence of the flesh. <clears throat> he mentioned lying and greed and sins of passion and the seven deadly sins and you name it. He thought he'd covered every possible sin which then resulted in his publication of volumes of rules. And he copied all that and uh, had that published back when printing was very primitive. 
and one of the first prospective buyers looked over the massive work and said, why don't we just use the Bible? Men can never improve on the power of God's Word, <clears throat> nor ever duplicate the intercession of Jesus Christ. Number four. Self-made religion doesn't have the same destiny as pure and undefiled religion. Self-made religion doesn't have the same destiny as pure and undefiled religion. If someone tells you, here, I've got a religion that I'm going to recommend to you. It's old and it's been in the family for many years and I find it satisfying and you can join us and it's a lot of fun. And in that commendation, do you hear anything that gives you hope as you face death? It may be satisfying to your friend. It may be attractive to huge masses of people. It may, in fact, contain lots of elements of fun and social association. And that may all seem good till it's time to die. And you say, is that all there was? There is a widely promoted religious system that was prominent in the 1950s and 60s. And religious journalists and observers called it the social gospel. <clears throat> Earthly programs were on the agenda. Social programs were funded and people became engaged and felt very good about their involvement. It was geared toward the here and now and found its place in many useful ways in terms of benevolence and service and altruism. But there was no emphasis on what's going to happen when you die. Can you imagine investing time and money and resources into projects and good is done, but when you face death, you have no idea what that investment's going to be for you in eternity. That's one of the negatives of self-made religion. Pure and undefiled religion offers hope. I brought this up a few weeks ago. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, <clears throat> undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice. Though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor. 
at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, <clears throat> the salvation of your souls. Well, that's what I want. I certainly want to help people and do good while I'm here. But I'm not going to be here forever. And I want to help people and serve people here by telling them how they can go to heaven too. Self-made religion is empty of hope and promise. It is all about what men come up with to do here. Open your New Testament and see that there is a way not only to engage with God and help others now, but to be with God after life is over here. I want pure and undefiled religion. I encountered this a few weeks ago and thought it summarizes a lot of what we're talking about. Modern religion focuses on filling churches with people. The true gospel emphasizing, emphasizes filling people with God. So, what about you? Do you want pure and undefiled religion? <clears throat> the Bible says, if you recognize that God is above all, the Bible is His Word, Christ is the Son of God, sin is our problem, Christ is the solution. If you've heard this message and you believe it, confess your faith and be baptized and live faithfully that you might have that enduring hope that Peter wrote about in 1 Peter that we read a moment ago. While together we stand and as we sing.